What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. My name is John Kroom. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. It really helps out a lot. Again, thank you so much for listening. Anyways, let's dive into this week's episode with Adam Kosolviak of Skillboard. He is the CEO of Skillboard. It's kind of like an endo board, but a lot cooler. And you can do it pretty much 360 in all kinds of different ways and work on your balance. But anyways, we sit down and we chat with him on how he started a company in 2019 and turned it into a million dollar company by 2020. And if you're an athlete, how Skillboard could be beneficial to you. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. This episode is also brought to you by Spot. Guys, the world is starting to open up with everybody doing their part and getting vaccinated, which also means that more people are out there doing those adventures that you love to do as well, which also leaves more room for accidents. So if you're not covered by Spot, I don't know what you're doing. Spot is a zero deductible accident injury insurance that covers active people. So that means if you go out on a hike and uh, you trip and you fall and you dislocate your knee or break your collarbone or whatever, you would be covered up to $20,000, no deductible. That means you will pay nothing out of pocket. So toppling that on top of your injury insurance or your uh, health insurance, you're pretty much covered. You won't pay anything out of pocket. So all you need to do is go to croom.getspot.com. That's croom.getspot.com today to check it out. They don't only just cover cycling. They cover just about anything. If you cut your finger off in the kitchen, covered. If you get trampled by your dog, covered. I don't know. I'm just naming random things. It's accident insurance. So go check them out at croom.getspot.com. That's croom.getspot.com. There's also a link in the description below. This episode is also made possible by Twisted Spoke Apothecary. Guys, if you haven't already, you need to check out Twisted Spoke Apothecary. They make some of the best CBD oil that I've ever used, and they've recently come out with the nighttime tincture, which uh, does its job. It literally puts you right to sleep, and you have some of the best sleep and recovery for the next day. And uh, yeah, they also have this chamois cream that's infused with a little bit of CBD oil, which helps me ride for the longest amount of times. I even used it in this week's Unbound Gravel, and uh, yeah, it was it, it was perfect. It's exactly what I needed. So all you have to do is go to twistedspokeapothecary.com, use code CROOM10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's CROOM10 at twistedspokeapothecary.com. This episode is also brought to you by Colorado Ski Shop. Colorado Ski Shop is a family business that started in 1994 and has 20 plus years of online shopping experience. Colorado Ski Shop is built of skiers, cyclists, and everything in between. They want to get you set on the right gear for your adventures. And as we all know, it's been super hard to get bike parts. So all you need to do is go to coloradoskishop.com and check out their lineup of bike accessories, ski accessories, and much more. Also, they've just launched a brand new website. And in celebrating that, they're offering all new and returning customers 10% off their next purchase with using promo code coffeechat10 at checkout. This will also get you free shipping in the U.S. as well as a free binding mount if you buy their ski package. So check them out at coloradoskishop.com. That's coloradoskishop.com. Use code coffeechat10 at checkout. The link will also be in the description below. This episode is also brought to you by Bike Hardcore. Guys, you've heard me talk about this time and time again. If you don't have Bike Hardcore already, I don't know what you're doing. If you're riding around with a dirty bike, that's totally your fault. You listen to this podcast and... I give you the opportunity. All you have to use do is use code CROOM10 at checkout. That gives you 10% off your first order to clean your bike today. They also offer a few other products, which is Swexy Clean, which I use 
to clean out my helmet, but it, yeah, it's it's pretty nice. So all you have to do is go to bikehardcore.com. That's bikehardcore.com and check out their starter package and they'll give you everything that you need. And I think it retails at somewhere around 50 bucks. That's it. And you'll have enough stuff to clean your bike for a couple months and you'll have all the cool tools that you will need. So go check them out at bikehardcore.com. That's bikehardcore.com. That's bikehardcore.com. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. I'm sitting here with Adam Kosoliak of Skillboard. Any what is it? the guitar company too? What's that called? Yeah, the guitar company is Close Guitars. K L O S. Yeah, and so we're gonna kind of dive into you know how I met him, and and I, I mean his his kind of business models are pretty wild and insane because I mean he turned Skillboard into what in a million dollar company in over a year, right? uh less than a year yeah <laughs> that's that's insane and so you say it's such like humbleness and just like <laughs> when, it, when it really just comes down to a, a, a straight up mic drop but anyways tell us a little bit about you like your sporting background i know you got a lot of climbing background but yeah let's let's get to know adam yeah yeah so my sports background is rooted in gymnastics um i have three older brothers and my parents are from poland um and gymnastics was a pretty fundamental sport kind of in PE in Poland, uh, in the sixties. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, my, my parents signed up the oldest brother for gymnastics and then that kind of trickled down to me, but I did gymnastics from the age of five to 18, um, with a year gap in eighth grade. Um, and then I played soccer growing up. Um, but really it was, I mean, it was 24 hours of gymnastics per week from, you know, third grade to um, beginning of high school. And then, and then it became a seasonal sport. And that, that I think gives me a lot of, you know, talk, we'll get into balance and, and flexibility and strength. Uh, that sport, I think, gives you such a good baseline for everything. Um, yeah. That my athletic kind of development from there all comes back to that you know in college i picked up hockey i was on the club hockey team at princeton um i've picked up slacklining I, I picked up rock climbing about a year ago and that has accelerated really fast so everything i think comes back to that cornerstone of the gymnastics fundamentals yeah that's it's kind of nuts because it's almost like gymnastics is almost kind of like being bilingual and here's why i say that is because you know you when you walk in with somebody who's bilingual, they're immediately can just talk to anyone. They can do anything. They can read anything and they just make life so much easier. I feel like with gymnastics, you can pretty much do any sport in, in, in some regard. I mean, like it's yeah. just like, obviously you got to learn it, but in some regard, it's just like with the core strength and the mobility that you have, it's gotta be, it's gotta be pretty foundational. huh? Totally. Yeah. And if a sport has some kind of equipment, uh, intricacies you just have to learn that and then usually you're pretty good to go like hockey was tricky picking up because I didn't know how to skate um, yeah. which was a whole other hilarious story when I joined sophomore year but uh, you know once I learned how to skate then the balance came pretty quickly um, focusing on two things at once you know your feet doing one thing your head on a swivel holding a stick uh, dribbling a puck um, it all came really quick. The coach said he never saw someone learn hockey as fast as I did. Um, and, and yeah, I totally agree with that, that bilingual aspect. Um, 
And I, I think it's a great, you know, whether it's gymnastics or something similar, um, a lot of people, they'll learn their sport growing up, but they don't focus on flexibility at all. For example, a lot of people can't touch their toes yeah. and that I think creates a lot of risk of injury later. Um, so I think whatever sport you do growing up, it, it's, it's good to, you know, train everything, include flexibility, um, all that, but yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. And so I, I got to ask now, so you own two companies and, uh, what came first guitars or skillboard? So guitars came way before skillboard. Um, my brother Ian and I started both companies together and I was graduating Princeton in electrical engineering. Ian was graduating, uh, BYU with mechanical engineering. Uh, he's five years older, but kind of took a longer path. So we were graduating at the same time. And um, he had designed a guitar for one of his mechanical engineering classes. And I had just kind of gotten into entrepreneurship through electrical engineering. Uh, my friends and I designed this power strip that you could connect to via Bluetooth. So anything plugged into it, a lamp, a fan, whatever, you could turn on and off from your phone. Um, and that kind of got me into into product, uh, market sizing, competitor assessment, brand. And we kind of did that at the same time. And, and he needed someone to pitch the guitar in a business competition. So I was visiting him in Utah for a ski trip. And I was like, yeah, I can throw that together. Um, we won a thousand bucks. We built a second guitar. Um, I started walking around campus with this carbon fiber travel guitar in my backpack everywhere for the whole wow. second semester everyone's like dude why do you have a guitar neck sticking out of your backpack you were that I, guy in college yeah i was that, that guy, guy in college. <laughs> <laughs> they're like why does that dude have a guitar all the time yeah. but uh but i would pitch the guitar every time someone asked and i just really honed that pitch really well you know oh well why carbon fiber of oh, durability temperature humidity change improvement, uh, travel, adventure, you know, makes sense, et cetera. Um, and that was, that was a great, you know, looking back, that was actually a really great way to nail down the elevator pitch, become super comfortable talking about it to anyone, whether it was a professor, another student investor, you name it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so close guitars was first. Um, and then skillboard came four years later. Uh, skillboard is just a year and a half old. Uh, December 2019 is when we launched. So pretty new. But I would say the learning that came from Close Guitars is sort of why Skillboard has been on the fast track. Because um, a lot of those early mistakes that we did make with Close Guitars, we just knew not to make with Skillboard. And it was kind of like, I knew exactly what to do to launch this brand. It was more of a to-do list rather than trying to figure out what is the to-do list. Yeah. No. And so... How do you how do you drastically go from creating guitars to creating skillboard? And, and for you guys that don't know what skillboard is, Adam's gonna kind of tell us a little bit about it. But it's it's the balance board that I've been using that you can see that we've been using on Instagram, and and it's what makes it a bit different than most is the fact that you're using a ball instead of what would be like a foam roller. So you get this whole 360 optimized balanced rotation. Um, but yeah, so how do you go from guitars to making skillboard? 
Yeah, so um, it's not even as much. Um, well, so, so we run both companies now at the same time. Um, and really when you break down, so I like to break every business idea down into the different components and, um, with guitars, you know, we, you know, there, you have the guitar, you have to make the guitar. Um, and so with that, you have to find suppliers to make the parts. I mean, there's the engineering, the design, once you nail that, you have to find the suppliers to make it. Once you have that manufacturing is a huge um, huge ball to juggle. Once you successfully do that, you have logistics, you get it to our factory in Utah. So, um, we get most of the parts imported and then we assemble all the guitars and do the final, like 80% of building there. Um, and then you have the completed guitar. And then when you break down the business, okay, you have a finished product. Now it's marketing, branding, uh, advertising, customer service, all that. And so when you break it down like that, it's very easy to plug in a completely different product. Um, skill board. Yeah. It's, it's not carbon fiber, but would, um, you know, just find a different supplier. So we found a supplier who makes skateboards. Um, we gave them our design. We worked with their engineers. We figured out, okay, this is the kind of mold we need for the skill board. Um, we set that up. We did an early batch run. Um, we got that. Um, the, we had a few mistakes with our first batch run. Just the paint job was wrong. The size was wrong. That always happens with, uh, with supply chain in the beginning. Yeah. Um, we, we even budgeted for that this time. So wasn't, it was like, oh, great. Huge mistake. Classic, yeah. uh, beginner move. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, it is not that different once you have the supplier and you have manufacturing set up that we receive everything. And then it's the same thing. It's marketing, branding, customer service. So I'm kind of developing this framework for launching cool brands that I'm passionate about as both a musician and an athlete. And, um, and so, yeah, although they're very different products, I think the, the strategy is pretty similar. Sweet. And so with Skillboard, what's, what's the whole on like advantage for the athlete? Like I, I remember when I was chatting with you, I just, I, I didn't even get really attached to Skillboard as much for the training side, as much as I did just for the cross training. Like I'm always looking for something fun. I'm always looking for something new. Um, but yeah, like what, what's, what's the sell point to a, to an athlete that knows nothing about Skillboard? Yeah. So skillboard, most athletes that I know and my, you know, ranging from your amateur recreational athlete to your professional athlete, most people will do some form of cross training. Um, if you're snowboarding in the winter you know, you obviously can't snowboard in the summer, you're doing something else you're, to stay fit, whether you're running or swimming or whatever. Um, Pro athletes more so try to dial in their balance, whether they're doing slack lines in the gym or they're on an indoor board with a roller. Um, so, you know, one thing is cross training. Um, the other thing is, you know, balance as a whole. I think everyone has had the experience where they fall, whatever sport they're doing, they lose balance, they fall. And sometimes that has no repercussions. Sometimes that's a really bad injury. 
Um, and so skill board is very difficult. You have a flat board, there's no sidewall, there's no curvature that keeps the ball in place. The ball is a round ball that you can pump up to a very high PSI. And there's also no attachment or anything. It's just a flat surface on a round ball. And when you're at a high PSI, it's very difficult. Um, we've seen multiple, like three-time Olympians get on the first try and they fall off right away. And and it's infuriating and, and also addicting because you're like, what the hell? Like this guy in front of me can bounce no problem on this and I'm a three-time Olympian and I can't <laughs> get yeah, it right away. Um, so it's very difficult and it trains, um, it just trains your balance and it tests your balance in a way that I think no other balance board on the market does right now. Um, you know, what sport has balance in one dimension where you're swinging left to right, mm -hmm. almost no sport has that. Um, and you want to, you want a balance tool that's going to test your balance so that, you know, that, oh shit moment where you almost catch an edge snowboarding or you're mountain biking, you turn a bank a little too fast and you have to dial it back and shift your weight. Um, that is the moment that you're training for. Uh, you want to heighten your awareness to your body in whatever spatial orientation you're in. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of what it does. Um, and then there's, there are so many different use cases for it too. You can just stand on it and balance the longer you balance on it. Then you start getting into more of the core, uh, you're fatiguing your muscles. Uh, you can do tricks on it at that point. You're testing more, uh, just like learning tricks on with any new sport, whether you're learning a new tricks in a new trick in gymnastics or on a skateboard or on a snowboard, um, you're trying to know achieve another level of difficulty on on the piece of equipment um so you can kind of take it in any direction but overall it's a difficult tool that will test your balance and i would argue balance is a part of not just everyday life but every single sport yeah no for sure i think i i definitely think it has value especially in the in the mountain biking realm i mean in, in all of the the cycling realms, but just like, I mean, breaking it down, I'm just thinking off the top, like mountain biking has got to be massive gravel. I would think would be massive, but even track cycling, road cycling, it's, it's gotta be huge. I mean, I know I got super addicted to it, uh, right when it got in, when it first came in, I, uh, I did put a hole in the wall. I did fly off, um, because, you know, you send this card with the amount of PSI that you should put in it. Um, yeah. like, I think it's like beginner, you know, intermediate and then expert and i just yep. was like oh i'm expert and <laughs> yeah. uh, that I will, I will be honest right now i'm not expert um and so <laughs> i'm slowly and surely learning and, and and trying new things um but uh but yeah i think that's what i liked about it was that you know i felt like on an endo board it was one of those things that you just kind of i just got it like yeah. i was able to do it pretty quick i mean i was able to even like pop shove it on the thing after a while and it's like you just kind of get used to it whereas like I feel like there's a, there's a solid warm up period with the skill board, at least for me about every day, yeah. just if I'm going to do it. Um, and yeah. so that's what I like about it because it's almost like always channeling something new, always trying something new. And so, um, that all being said, um, what else do you see coming in, in form of skill board? Like, 
you know, we had this conversation where, you know, Skillboard became a million dollar company in less than a year. Um, so yeah. people actually do not only believe in it, but are using it. Um, yeah. What else do you see coming down the pipeline for Skillboard? Yeah, um, it's a great question. It's, uh, you know, there are hopes and dreams. I think at, at the, you know, we would love for Skillboard to become kind of the balance board uh, when people when people talk about balance or when people talk about um, strength training flexibility balance skillboard is the first term that you say when you think of a brand related to balance i think that's the goal um, that that is going to be many years of work um, and a lot of effort to do that but you know it'd be awesome to you know people say like a skill board in every home or whatever product fill in the blank in every home. Uh, I think, I think everyone stands to improve, um, if they do some kind of balance training every day. Um, we, we once had a customer who responded, he was a physical therapist and he emailed us after receiving his board. And he was like, it, you know, a lot of my patients are older, and a lot of them fall, slip on ice, they break their hip or have some kind of accident like that. It's like if everyone in the country grew up on a skill board, then we would have so many fewer injuries in elderly people because um, everyone's balance would be better. And, and that's a real thing. So, you know, the short answer, just more boards everywhere and, yeah. have, and have people understand why balance is important more. Um, you know, so like in the schools of kids almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's think about how, how many times, how, how many people think about getting stronger, bigger biceps, um, going to the gym, um, but completely, you know, kind of like people forget leg day. Um, yeah. you know, what, what is going to be, you know, le strong legs are, extremely important. And, you know, if you have strong legs, especially, you know, you, you live in Colorado, I'm in Utah, um, being able to hike long and far gets you to the coolest places here. Um, and same with balance, having good balance allows, I would argue, allows you to truly enjoy a lot of the sports that there are out there. Um, you know, if you're going out snowboarding and you're just doing greens all day, you're not unlocking the full potential and full enjoyment of, of that sport. Um, so I would love for the narrative when people think about strength training, um, to think more about balance and, and start actively treating it like a muscle, because it is, a, it's like a muscle that you can improve. Um, it's a sensory function, um, that, yeah, if you don't train or improve, you can't really expect it to improve that much. Um, so I think, you know, more sales and different channels, getting more of them out there, but also having people understand the importance of balance. And I think riding the board teaches you that, and it shows you that, and that's, I think the easiest way, um, you know, I prefer showing, not telling, um, you know, I would, I would love for a balance skeptic to get on the board and be like, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I can't ride this because I just don't have the ability. Um, I would love for someone like that to then train 
and then they do get the ability and see kind of the the body control improvement that they see from that yeah no that'd be interesting it would be really interesting to kind of see it in like uh like almost like a chiropractic format like of you know somebody that lacks the balance lacks the you know i guess the athletic background i mean you know you give it to a three-time olympian yeah while he might fall off or she might fall off like they're gonna pick it up eventually like they're gonna figure it out whether they have to lower the air pressure a bit and uh i mean one thing for me is that i found you know the easiest thing with getting the thing started is like without having to grab on anything like right like so a lot of people when you get started on this things you're like grabbing on walls or you're like trying to prep yourself to get going first um but just going side to side and getting a feel for the ball and then letting it level itself out. Um, but yeah, actually trying to find somebody that, that, you know, doesn't have that athletic ability to just kind of, Hey, give it a shot. Cause I think if you, if you lower the pressure low enough, you can get it up there eventually and you can yeah. get it stable. You can't really rock back and forth or do too much with it, but right. you can, you can get it at least stable as long as it's centered. But anyways, no, that's, that's super cool. And guys, if you have any interest in Skillboard, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Don't hesitate to reach out to Adam. Don't hesitate to reach out to Skillboard directly. Um, they got a super responsive team on social media that's responding super, super quick. And uh, they, they also on their social media, they got all the cool kind of crazy tricks that you can kind of do on a Skillboard. On, I'm, I'm not up there yet because I haven't done any cool, crazy tricks. Um, <laughs> and uh, but, but yeah, one more question though, before I let you go, Adam. Um, you know, we ask everybody this on the podcast. Um, if you could have a cup of coffee with one individual, dead or alive, who would that individual be? And then on top of that, how would you take your coffee? And then why? Ooh, that is... This is a tough one. That's a difficult question, yeah. Um, okay, dead or alive? Anyone? Dead or alive, anyone. Cup of coffee. Uh, I think I would go at this moment with uh, Phil Knight. Okay. Um, it's somewhat somewhat of a random choice, but I so my favorite genre is biographies. I love reading biographies, and um, I read Phil Knight's book Shoe Dog um, two years ago while I was hiking. It was an audiobook, but I was hiking South Sister in Oregon. Yeah. And uh, which is a super steep mountain. I think it's the third tallest in Oregon, but it has this section that's insanely steep. And yeah, I mean, his story of creating Nike and, you know, he was figuring out everything I described about uh, supply chain, uh, suppliers, sourcing, shipping, manufacturing in an age where you didn't have any of these online tools that we have now. Um, he was flying to Japan and China and having these meetings when no one else was doing that. Um, so I would love to say so his story is incredibly motivating. Um, his perseverance through the brand that he had so many hard moments where he figured it out, got financing was way overextended <laughs> with everything and yeah. still made it work. And Nike is worth like 150 billion or something. Yeah. Right now. Which is nuts to think about Nike going through any hard moments, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so I would love to to talk to him and just hear how he looks back on on his life and that process. Um, and how will how would I take my coffee? Uh, well, yeah. so I I make most of the coffee that I drink. Um, would you make Phil Knight a coffee? 
Oh yeah, I would love or to would make you, all night would... a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a little bit of stress there. <laughs> I think yeah. I would have to choose. I'd probably go with the reverse AeroPress method. Yeah. Just keep uh, it simple. Keep it simple. Uh, dash of cream, uh, maybe uh, steam the milk. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's perfect, man. No, I think that's great. And yeah, like I said, man, I think like, you know, I have, I have a little bit of like a business background and, and nowhere near you, but like, that's, that's where I get excited to chat with a guy like you, who's kind of like in the sporting world, but has made the entrepreneurship just like work, you know? And, yeah. and I, I know it's been hard and I know it looks you know, a lot easier on the outside looking in, but man, it's really cool to see what you're doing. And, you know, I love the product. I love the, uh, uh, the skill board. One of these days I'll have to play, you know, the guitar and try yeah. that out and see what that's like. But yeah, man, I just think it's super cool what you're doing. And then on top of that, you're just doing what you love, man. I mean, I think you spent the whole winter, you know, skiing and exploring and adventuring and you, what you were, would you have surgery on your knee? And then you were like rock climbing, a week later or something, right? What was that? Yeah. I, uh, you know, I have this philosophy that you should all, always be working on something and yeah. it's, it's cliche, but I really believe in the sound body, sound mind phrase. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had knee surgery January 6th of this year and I actually went rock climbing two days later, just with one leg. Um, Jeez. Because, wow, you know, man. my arms were fine and my other leg was fine and uh, made it work. But um, yeah, you know, I think it's, um, I feel very fortunate to be in the position that I'm in. And I will say it's so much easier working hard when you love the products that you're working on or um, you love the industry. You know, for me, being an amateur athlete. I mean, when I compare myself to people like you, I'm like, <laughs> <here."> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. um, but yeah, you know, I, for me, skillboard is just super fun. Cause I get to talk to athletes and I get to pitch that balance is important. And, you know, I love slacklining and I love balance and everything. So it almost doesn't feel like a job. And then close guitars for making instruments and I take a break from working almost every day and I pick up my close guitar and I practice playing and I'm like, Oh wow, we make this and this is work. Yeah. <laughs> you that's know? your job. So it's, you know, it's, there are definitely hard moments, but it's easier when you, when you're making something that you're passionate about. Um, and you know, that can be, so that could be anything for anyone, you know, slashing healthcare costs could be that for someone who's really passionate about making, healthcare affordable or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so I feel like I found that pretty early and, um, uh, I'm really lucky for that and doing it here in Utah is, is a treat just cause the mountains are in the back door and yeah. super accessible. No, yeah. You're not, you're not in a bad place for sure. But anyways, yeah, guys, if you want, be sure all the social media links will be down there below Adam's mine, uh, skill board. Uh, you can check out all those social medias down below. Um, and yeah, guys, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Thanks, John.